Hey everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Cone of Shame Veterinary Podcast. Guys, we have a great one today, super useful, super practical, the diarrhea dog. You've seen a million of these. Are you missing a trick? Is there anything that you could add to your game? Any uh, Anything that you could say just a little bit differently? Because you have this conversation all the time. Guys, this episode is 100% worth your time. Just to check your boxes, make sure that you have got your A game in place Jackie Parr is uh, fantastic. She is a brand spanking new faculty member at the University of Georgia's College of Veterinary Medicine. You don't want to miss out. Check this episode out. Let's get into it. This is your show. We're glad you're here. We want to help you in your veterinary career. Welcome to the Cone of Shame with Dr. Andy Rourke. This episode of the Cone of Shame Veterinary Podcast is made possible by the fine folks at Royal Canin. Guys, did you know Royal Canin has just launched the first gastrointestinal prescription diet designed specifically for puppies and kittens? These are high-energy formulas packed with nutrients to support healthy growth. If you want to learn more, reach out to your Royal Canin representative and get all the info. In the USA, you can head over to my.royalcanin.com to find out more in Canada go to www.royalcanon.com slash ca hey guys I am here today with my good friend Dr. Jackie Parr Jackie thanks for being with me today I am so excited to be here today we're gonna chat about one of my favorite topics (laughs) well I I love talking to you uh you you and I have done a lot of work together we lectured a lot together on increasing uh, nutrition, um, on, on increasing nutritional recommendations, and client uh, listening to our nutri- nutritional recommendations uh, all over North America. You and I have talked, so um, I love working with you. I will never forget our trip to the hockey game in Winnipeg, and I forgot fantastic. my coat <laughs> and had to run. I had to physically run from the cab to the hockey stadium and like. sprint back out after it was over and I think one of the best things is we had done nutrition all day we had given this great boot camp and then we ate hockey arena food for dinner and so we had like (laughs) pizza and french fries we were like okay this is just our moderation we're good we're good we're good (laughs) it was that's exactly yeah that's exactly it it was uh, we did everything that we recommended not uh, to let a pet not to do not to do (laughs) so great all right I um I got a case and I'm wondering if you can help me out with it. I would love to. All right, cool. So I have a puppy, a Labrador Retriever puppy. He's six months old and intact, and he has been having liquid diarrhea for the last three days. Now, I've seen this dog a couple of times before. He's bad about just eating things he shouldn't, socks, underwear, raw hides. He always throws them back up, and then he has diarrhea for a couple of days. And it, it gets better, and the owners sort of pull their hair out. But this is this is not getting better. Um, and the owners are here, and I'm getting ready to go into this room. I don't know. I'm thinking, you know, do I treat this? Just do I need an antibiotic for this dog? You know what I mean? I'm trying. Can I treat this conservatively? Anyway, I, Jackie Parr, how do you treat that? Yeah, this is a this is a great one, and the perfect breed, right? You're going to see a Labrador in here that's had this history of 
eating all these wonderful things. But now there's this issue where this is just lasting a little bit longer than it should. So we've always thought this dog had a bit of a steel stomach. It just sort of got through it on its own. Yeah. How how are we going to approach this given that the owners are getting a bit worried? And and for me, I really, I, I love to take it back to basics. I mean, these clients, you probably coached them in the past about, you know, putting stuff up so that we're not getting these dietary indiscretions. But let's just go back to basics and let's just get a really good history because I would hate to miss something that can point us in the right direction here. And so, you know, taking a few minutes for them to, one, let's just get a good diet history. And then two, I want to get a good poop history. And I know that may sound really funny. Like we know it's liquid <laughs> diarrhea. But you can actually get some really good information really delving into the poop. And I tell you, the owners then feel hurt because they're like, yeah, they've been picking it up or trying to wash it away with a bucket. And they want to tell you what's going on. So I, just, I think I, that's where I'd start. I, I picture them talking to a sketch artist and, and like I'm, I'm drawing and then I turn it around and go, is this is this does this look like the poop? <laughs> is that you this saw? the poop? Uh, uh, so, all right, let's start at the other end. Let's start at the yeah. other end of the pet. Um what what constitutes a good history for you? So uh, so for my technicians that are going in the room, they're going to set me up for success. What questions are they asking? What are they looking for specifically? Absolutely. And as a nutritionist, I mean, diet history comes to mind first for me. In general practice, you guys are so good about asking about, you know, dewormings, potential for some sort of infectious disease, those sorts of things. So I think, you know, GPs, you are experts there. For me, when I look at that diet history, it's really about trying to figure out what's a day in the life of this dog look like and have there been any changes recently? And so one of my colleagues at the University of Guelph has done some really amazing work um, talking about how an open-ended question can get you a whole bunch of diet history really quickly versus sort of starting with what food are you feeding? What treats are you feeding? And then you have to keep funneling in and you just feel like you're asking questions for, you know, 15 minutes and we don't have that kind of time. So how can we, how can we be efficient? And so the question he developed through his research was, you know, tell me everything that this pup is eating starting first thing in the morning up until it goes to bed. And so just get a day in the life of this pup just to start with. That could give us some really good info. Great. Um, great place to start. Perfect. And then let's go to the other end. What are you asking them about poop? Poop. Excellent. So for this particular case, one of the things that I love to have ready in an exam room would be my dog and cat fecal scoring charts, affectionately known as poop charts. Gotcha. I love these tools because a picture literally does say a thousand words. How you're joking about the sketch artist earlier. Literally, we just want to give them a realistic photo and have them say, it's been in this range, that can give us so much information. It also avoids the inevitable of them describing the poop as food before your lunch break type of thing. So uh, <laughs> super helpful because there's always certain foods that they just start throwing out there and we just don't want to be a part of that. Right. So I think this is a this is a really great tool to get everybody on the same page. Okay. I like that. So, yeah. so we go through the food history. Um there's no obvious dietary indiscretion that they're telling me about, right? Yes. Like we know this dog is trolling. He's, he's going to be a wonderful dog right now. He is a <laughs> naughty Labrador <laughs> retriever. Puppy. You know, yeah, he is, yeah. 
He is the Labrador uh, phase that everyone forgets about when they think yes. about Labrador retrievers. Yeah. Um, so he's that guy. They don't know of anything that he's eaten. That I'm not picking up a whole lot of obvious dietary indiscretion. Uh, he, you know what I mean? He's just he's just got diarrhea and it's it's not going away. They point to liquid to slightly chunky on the yep. poop chart. Yep. I'm gonna have to put a disclaimer on this episode of like, warning. <laughs> if poop descriptions gross you out, just skip on over this to uh, my favorite you. murder uh, podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So we've got, we've got that information. The other thing that I would really pay attention to here when I'm looking at, you know, diet history is a few of my physical exam findings. So I want to make sure this isn't the start of something else that's going to be a challenge. So can I just verify that this puppy is growing properly? So we've had a couple of episodes of intermittent diarrhea that have gone away. I don't want to miss something that's a bit more concerning. So can I just quickly validate I'm happy with the growth of this puppy? So a good way to do that is to do a body condition score. Labradors, of course, we're often worried they're going to get a bit too chunky. And if they do start to pack on the pounds, that sets them up for lifelong obesity. And so we want to make sure that we're in the right plane of nutrition here. The other thing is that there are some really amazing tools out there for tracking growth that I would love to tell people about uh, because sometimes a diarrhea case that starts off, you know, just being a few times here and there linked to dietary indiscretion, you eventually do find a medical problem down the road, right? And if they're not growing properly, that can be a sign that something else is going on and you can go looking earlier. Um, so we'll give people the link. There are puppy growth curves that have been created by the Waltham Center. And literally all you need to do is take the puppy's age and their weight and you start plotting them. So this is like, you know, when your girls went to the pediatrician, they probably got plotted on growth curves, right? Like you would know like what, what, you know, percentile your girls were growing on when they were little. And it's the exact same thing with a puppy. So you just track them on that and make sure they're not falling down a growth curve because that would mean, ah, this puppy's probably not growing properly. Or if they grow up a growth curve that I'm thinking about, mm, maybe this puppy's getting way too many calories and it's growing too quickly. So that would be sort of my third check for this case is, can I just verify that I think this puppy is growing appropriately at six months of age? It's in peak growth. We should be seeing a good, you know, straightforward growth curve. It shouldn't be jumping around a whole bunch. If this puppy's fallen off the growth curve, what are the, the top things that pop into your mind? Yeah. So if they're starting to follow off the growth curve, I'm at least doing basic blood work to look for any sort of, you know, organ dysfunctions, those sorts of things. Um, I'm making sure that I'm doing x-rays, making sure there's, you know, no sort of, you know, foreign body that he's ingested in the past that's really been lingering in there if he hasn't had, you know, x-rays done before. And then based on some of that preliminary workup, if necessary, I'm going to go to the next step, like with things, you know, further workup if I start to notice some things on my initial blood work. Gotcha. So, Beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah. so jumping back to it, let's say this guy is, is, seems to be growing fairly, fairly yes. normally. He's just got diarrhea. Yes. Yes. And given it's a lab puppy, you know, sometimes we're really quick to say, let's change the diet. Let's change the diet and let's put him on something for like GI. But what I like to start with is I really look at the treat and the human food history yeah. because 
especially in a lab puppy, we know at this stage, this guy is busy, right? Like he is getting into everything. As you said, this is the stage people block out uh, when they start to, you know, think about the history of their puppy. Um, You know, he's probably been getting cogs. He's been getting things to chew on. You know, they've been doing training classes. He's probably been getting a lot of stuff there. And so I want to see how much of his diet is really being made up of all these extra goodies that he's been getting. And if I can just take him back to basics and just get him back to his large breed puppy diet, I may actually be able to calm things down. This may be one of those situations where he has just been overloaded to keep him busy that his system can't handle it, right? He just can't handle it. And so if we're noticing that type of history, that's why the good diet history is so important. Because if you start saying we need to cut out treats because he's got diarrhea and you didn't get the diet history up front, you often are met with a little bit of reluctance, like, oh, we're not feeding him that many treats. But if you have the history ahead of time, you could say, look, this is still too much for a puppy this age. This is just too much. Can we talk about what we can do to just try to quiet things down? Yeah, love yeah. it. Cool. So that would be sort of first stage there. Okay, sweet. So, uh, so maybe set him up. Talk about the diet history. Yeah. How how do we get him back on on track to send him out the door? Absolutely. So, what I would say to them is, I really want them to feel confident that we're going to support them through this. And so, what I would say to them is. You know, I'm going to send you home with this poop chart and one of my great technicians or client customer service staff is going to touch base with you in the next 24 to 48 hours to get another poop score. If you're concerned, you contact us in the meantime, but if things are going well, we're just going to reach out. We're going to put a reminder in to touch base with you. We just want to make sure we're moving in the right direction. And the reason I love the poop charts is There is the whole description from liquid to sort of liquidy and chunky to sort of getting cow patty like. And as long as they're moving in the right direction, we're starting to make some progress. And so I find this can help prevent frustration because you don't want them thinking it's going to be a normal score tomorrow, right? Like this is going to maybe take a few days for it to calm down, but we want to be there. We want to be checking in to make sure it's not getting worse because we don't want this puppy getting dehydrated and then he needs to be hospitalized. Right. right. So yeah. that check-in I think is important Perfect. and say I... to them, if it worsens, if it worsens on the chart, then you need to come see us again because we're oh. going to have to do some more work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like it. I, I like talking to them about getting a long-term solution. I feel like that helps buy us some time and some patience as opposed to saying, I'm just going to, I'm going to medicate this and I'll see you back in four to six yeah. weeks when this happens again. I, I think yeah. people, I think people are willing to walk with us if we explain that we're trying to address the underlying cause. Exactly. Um, perfect. Exactly. Well, Jackie, I think this, uh, this has been great. This is good. It's giving me what I need to go in there and get started and get going. Uh, we will put a link to the growth curves that you like down in the description for the podcast so people can click there. Um, if they don't have a ready supply of poop charts, yes. do you have a source? Yes, Royal Canin can absolutely supply you with poop charts. So they've got some great charts for both dogs and cats because obviously they're a little bit different, right? Fecal consistency is a bit different. Uh, so great opportunity to get some resources there. Perfect. And so they'll go to uh, website, royalcanin.com.ca. Um, 
I'll send you I'll send you a link so they can just download them. Just straight they, to it. Oh you I can love just it. straight download off of this podcast your very own poop chart. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Perfect. So I will put that link in the description. Jackie Parr, where can people find you? Uh, you are the kibble queen on social media. What's the best place for them to reach out to you? They should definitely check out my website. So www.kibblequeen.com. I have tons of resources up there for people. So uh, follow me there. And I would say I'm I'm most frequently on Instagram these days. I just really enjoy Instagram. It just fills my feed with lots of great animal photos. So um, I'm the Kibble Queen on Instagram as well. Awesome. Guys, thanks so much for uh, tuning in. We will see you soon. Thanks again, Jackie. Thank you. And that's our episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. Got something real big for it coming for you next week. It's I'm going to keep it under wraps, but it's going to be awesome. Uh, yeah, game changer next week. Be ready. Kona Shane podcast. It'll be a good time. See you then.